One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Oi! The boys and girls on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language, and sometimes the tales can get quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around, and thank you for listening. Oh, let's go! Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show. So grab your fucking mitts and now it's time to go. Cause it's the booty booty. It's time to get this party started. It's the booty booty. It's time to get this party started. With Danny, Jimmy, Gregor, and the Jimmy, JC. All we know and all we talk about is booty booty. It's time to get this party started tonight. You're listening to Footy Prime News and Dubs. Your one-stop destination for footy news and dubs. Yeah, that's Amy Walsh. Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix. Hey, Craig. Hey, it's hey. our final... Do you like my new last name? <laughs> Forrest. Finally. Craig Forrest. Nice. Oh, Forrest. the new nickname. Amy. Dub. Oh. Bled over, doubled over. Oh, you're not sick, are you? No, but my daughter is. Oh, no. She got the flu? No, just a cough and a fever, but was up at 4.30 this morning. And then, uh, like, simultaneously, like, upset that she was sick, but then equally as upset that she wouldn't get to go to the last day of school where it's pajama day and fun day. Mm. (laughs) The least of my problems at 4.30 a.m. The others won't get any presents either. Well, Christmas is cancelled. Yeah. (laughs) You know what's funny is that here in Fort Erie, every day is pajama day at the at the the local Walmart for sure. (laughs) Is it a fashion statement? It's a thing. Plaid pants, as far as the eye can see. (laughs) Hey, that's all kids wear nowadays. Anyway, my kid wears plaid pajama bottoms or whatever. Excuse me, Jesus. Jesus, you're a disgusting person. (laughs) Wow. He just burped on a podcast. (laughs) He usually usually gives us a warning, right? There's no warning there whatsoever. I'm sorry. Which it happens as you age, you can't even pause and yeah. be like aware of it's coming. It just like interrupts your sentence. Same with same with pissing. Yeah. Well, Sharbs, you 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 didn't you didn't tell us you cut a hole in your chair just when that happens yeah. when you take a dump. Exactly. <laughs> just yeah. like oops, just easier. Just falls out of you. There. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. a Monty Python pregnancy uh, delivery uh, <laughs> short yeah. skit. Welcome to the holiday edition of Footy Prime. Yes. yes. How's your season treating you, everyone? <laughs> Dubs is here. Miles Davis is here, and Wong is here, and Craig Forrest is here. <laughs> Hey everyone, it's our last show. Last uh, show before Christmas. <laughs> before Christmas, yes. Yeah. Well, we <laughs> have an okay. announcement to make. We're going to say it's our last show. <laughs> and you still said maybe. <laughs> no, I can promise you we're in no danger of discontinuing, <laughs> as far as I know. Cancel culture can't get to independent podcasts. That's the beauty. It's true. Have we had an association with a network? We would have been canceled by now. Oh, you think? <laughs> I think oh, we. Sure. I, I think we're. Fi- I think uh, what the uh, the swearing or the topics, <laughs> both. 
You th- you, we Come couldn't over hit these with topics? this coffee cup. He looks like he's on the view. The what? <laughs> you look like you're on the view. <laughs> well, if I am, I'm joy. You know that. Yeah. <laughs> you would be joy. <laughs> you don't bring too much joy to this show on a general basis. Oh, but yeah, you. you're right. What are we talking about? <laughs> we were talking about being canceled. I don't think we oh, would yeah. be. I, I think we handle most subjects. Oh, maybe we've stepped over the line. The wizard sleeve. Um, you know, that's elbow, education. That's educational. Elbow, <laughs> I agree you with ample you. Ample room for discussion in the wizard safe. <laughs> and we have to we have to talk about. There's one string that our our friend uh, Amy Walsh Dubs started on uh, Twitter about Craig, and and I'm going to read it out loud. Amy says on Twitter, forgiven forgiven for the sending off, absolutely not. Celebrated for the best crop top Canada has ever seen. You bet. And it's a picture of Craig getting sent <laughs> off. And then our friend Noelle Carbone, she's a, a, a writer, suddenly and unexpectedly feeling less gay this morning. Uh, and then Brett Lipkiski <laughs> writes, I'm suddenly and feeling unexpectedly more gay this morning. <laughs> and bringing then, out all the feels. That's right. And then, and then Noelle comes back with Craig Forrest thirst trap. Finally, giving the gays and lesbians something to agree upon. <laughs> Can Craig be that that bridge that brings them together? Yes, I'm happy it's with fantastic. that. Fantastic, yeah, yeah. You're like a politician in the world of sexuality, <laughs> a bridge builder. But Dubs, it wasn't a crop top. Every T-shirt fit Craig like that. Because it, yeah, yeah. it was just a normal T-shirt. He was a husky voice. I was horrified. What would you like? I'd like husky, please. <laughs> Cheapestly. It was great. Well, you hear my. I was happy. You yeah, I know you were, but I was so disappointed. You hear my glee when we we're watching in that video on the pod last time, and I was like, "Oh my god, Forrest, is that a crop top?" And then it kind of rolls down because it just kind of yeah. come up as you took off your keeper kit, and I was like, "Oh, it's too bad." Yeah, <laughs> I was more worried about that. That's just how big your torso is. It has to, mm. it has to unfurl to get yeah. down to the bottom. Right. Dropping the curtain. <laughs> Craig, why, why do you wear why do you wear like a shirt underneath your shirt? Is this to wick the sweat away? That's the reason for it, generally, isn't it? Yeah, you just get comfortable with it. I actually had a, a sweater, a pretty light sweater that I wore the very first game I played when I was twelve, and I wore it until I was in my thirties every single game in the profet until I just basically was just a piece of string. But I wore it every single game from twelve until I was in my thirties. So was it massive on you at 12 or tiny on you at 30? <laughs> Good question. But the fleece ran out on it. <laughs> it's just, it's just that flat kind of bubble, a few bubbles here and there, was it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that just thing like must have been thing. able to like get up and walk away on its own. Like that thing must have reeked. Well, I did wash it. I know, but... <laughs> I had I had shirts like that too, where they you washed them and you wore them, and they got that thin, really comfy way. Except yeah. they would smell clean when they'd come out of the wash, but as soon as you'd sweat, it was like it hadn't been washed at all. So that that so, thing yeah. had its own kind of stench. You talk about women's odors. <laughs> I'm talking about people odors <laughs> for it. <laughs> Odor is odor, though, really. Yeah. You can, can, like, malinga in, in the fabric deep down, right? You and you, you give it a good... Yeah, malinga? Or, no, linga. <laughs> linga. What's malinga? Is I they, don't know. Right it's back from Croatia? I don't know. Do you have to? Do you have to? Do you have to? Let it malinga. <laughs> well played. Malinga. Damn point. <laughs> what? what why is that? Like when, because you give your, your certain laundry a good, that smells good enough. <laughs> and then by midday, you're like, holy shit, where did that come from? I don't yeah, have you know- that problem. I always smell like uh, a mix of uh, your, your favorite Chinese food <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and it's something you want to snuggle with because I'm hairless. So whatever those s- smells are, <laughs> that's, that's what it is. Yeah. Something you want to snuggle with. I, I yeah. have nothing to say. <laughs> like you a, don't. That's my charm. Like snuggling, <laughs> spooning a seal. That's right. It sounds like hairless mall. I'm a hairless mall man. 
I've been at the zoo for a for a six month run. <laughs> it's a little. Is it um, fabric softener? And it's got like, got like a, a cuddly, cute bear in the commercials. Mm. That's water, yes. but the bear smells like Chinese food. <laughs> <laughs> it's a panda. <laughs> yes. <sighs> Could be worse Merry Christmas. Though. Could be worse smells. Yeah. Could be worse smells. Uh, Jay, uh, Jimmy, by the way, people are asking. Jimmy is fine. He's just uh, otherwise engaged this week. Yeah. He's working hard, but he'll return very shortly, probably in time for our next podcast. And, and hopefully he'll share a picture of a new V-neck he's bought. Yes. Mm. Right. Because we know he's bought one. Yeah. Wherever in the world he may be, yep. he has definitely bought another V-neck. But yes, yeah, <laughs> our last uh, pre-Christmas podcast amidst the business of the uh, the christmas schedule we thought today we could uh just look back on the year that was we could do it next week i suppose as well before mm-hmm. new year's but i've got nothing else prepared so we better do this <laughs> <laughs> we can continue it next week maybe um the listeners can chime in with their moments of 2000 that's good like yeah, moments. this could be a part two could be yeah, a part, part two tour. yeah so this yeah. this this could be frustrating could be annoying to me personally <laughs> because i put it out there on on the dark web, not a moment, not events or, you know, what you remember from the year or highlights moments when, with that, what you'll recall when looking back on 2023 dubs had a lot of fun on the dark web, annoying me. So you mean like, <laughs> like uh, this game or, or that game? Such or, a that, dick. No. Oh my God. The world so cup was terrific. Yeah. That's, that stands out to me. The moments. So who wants to start with their first moment that that kind of defines the year? Craig. Craig. I, I trust Craig here. Craig, what's one moment that kind of defines the football year for you? One moment. Are we going, like, does the World Cup, in, uh, does that account? <laughs> oh, for fuck's sakes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you my moment, Charms, because I, I, yeah, I did. Thank you. Mine is uh, Canada's total collapse at the World Cup, and the moment is, uh, or not the World Cup, sorry, the qualifying for Copa. And it's um, the the upsy, Milan doing the upsies, and then moving into kicking the ball, and then I think Kane losing it, and then Jamaica coming down and scoring within all within 35 to 40 seconds. There, See, that's, that's what I'm talking moment. about. That's what I'm talking about. The moment is Boyan's... That's my microcosm right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. And that jumps out to you. That defines the year. Why exactly? Well, you know what a, I'm a Canada backer for sports all across. So I love the Prem and I'm getting into it. But when I think of soccer and football, I think Canada first. It's just my, the way my, my heart and brain go right now. Um, and part of me. Kiss us. Yeah, I'm a kiss us. Um, so, but that's one of my moments. I, I was like, wow, that was you know, that kind of wraps up how I felt we were Canada soccer was heading that, you know, up, up winning one zip or one, nothing, one nil and then falling apart quickly. That's how I feel. It was a shit year. Let's be honest internationally for Canada, men and women. Okay. Now I know women had the, the nice moments with uh, Christine Sinclair. They had some hope with the Olympic qualification, but let's be honest. It's defined by that world cup performance. And uh, I'm sure there's a moment within that tournament, Dubs can recall, that, that personified her experience at that World Cup, of which you worked very hard and did a great job. But I'm sure there's a moment within that tournament that, that really symbolizes what a shit year it was internationally on the pitch and off the pitch for Canadian soccer. Dubs? For me, it's a tie. And it's along the same lines as Wonger, uh, with Glass decidedly... Um, half empty and it's Christine Sinclair missing that penalty against Nigeria. I think that summed up the absolute shit hand that the team was dealt in their preparation for the world cup. I mean, you you forget, or at least I did, you think about the year and you get a little bit of perspective on it. The year began 2023 with Jason DeVos basically floating bankruptcy, right? Saying that they were going to be pulling the funding on the women in advance of the world cup hamstringing their preparation, the She Believes Cup and the labor dispute, playing under duress, uh, playing under protest, um, wearing the Enough is Enough purple T-shirts. 
Um, enough is enough is enough, my baby. Sorry, that was the song. Just ruining all of it. No, no, I, li- I like your song. I liked your song anyway. Um, <laughs> and then I think the 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 depths and like you know looking at the year end and the the redemption arc that they went on to then qualify for Paris 2024 and the way it ended honoring Christine Sinclair in front of almost 50,000 people at BC place. But that was the lowest of low points was not necessarily that moment where Christine missed that penalty, but I think that could have swung the momentum. I don't think it would have changed their fate, but I think it summed up that world cup experience for that team where you think you have the person that you want to be taking that spot kick in the moment that matters the most and then doesn't hit it properly. Nadozi comes up with an unbelievable save because you do have to give her credit for that, for that stop, but she should have converted. Um, And I think that summed up the year for Canada. But I think the the wider discussion is the 32 team women's world cup, um, how exciting it was, how skillful it was, how um, there were a number of breakout sc- uh, stars, Miyazawa for for Japan, Paraluelo for for Spain, um, Linda Caicedo um, for Colombia. Um, and the list goes on and on and on. And the, the type of football that was played, the the, the different types of, of tactical approaches um, and the clashes with teams, you know, like Haiti upsetting or, or are taking bigger, you know, giants of the game um, to task or really holding them to, to score lines that you wouldn't expect. So I think an extremely watchable Women's World Cup and it just bodes well for the future. So I think that's the greater narrative is that women's football um, has kind of arrived, I think, globally. But then undercut by Vilda and Rubialis is also the, the subtext to all of that. Craig? Jumping in, yeah, no, no, those are good, good points as well with the the World Cup. I, I really enjoyed the Women's World Cup. Uh, I was very surprised because I thought it was a little bit early to jump to thirty two teams World Cup, but I was pleasantly surprised by that. But I mean, talk about the Canadians' preparation for that. I mean, nobody had a more difficult time than the Spanish, and they ended up winning the whole thing. So there is that. Um, but really, for me, one of the biggest things, and I don't think I expected it, was just the timing of the the closing out of Christine Sinclair's career and Sophie Schmidt and Aaron McLeod at BC Place. I'll remember that for an awful long time because it's just something we just very rarely have the opportunity to do is celebrate the sport, celebrate an individual or individuals that have done such a fantastic job for our country and, and served uh, our national team brilliantly. Uh, I think that'll be the highlight that I remember from this year. I, think I also think moment- it's then, sorry, Sharms, what I talked about the beginning of the year, um, you know, the CSA kind of bumbling, um, just cocking things up as usual, um, not giving the women what they needed in order to be properly prepared for that World Cup, but then doing things right and doing things very, very well for five consecutive sellouts at the end of the year, if you include that uh, BMO field Um sort of mm-hmm. crucial performance against Jamaica to clinch uh, the qualifications for Paris 2024. So um, well done to, to Canada soccer and, and uh, kind of the redemption arc for them, as it were. And long may it continue or may it continue into, at least into 2024. Mm. Yeah, well, I suppose it's a good point. You guys. Yeah, I mean, ending the year from Canada soccer perspective, yes, <clears throat> that was fantastic. At the same time, still waiting to hear about this general secretary announcement that's supposed to be in December and still might be. Um, who that leader is going to be. It's I have an announcement. Crucial. I'm going to be the new <laughs> general no, secretary. I believe there's four candidates left, <laughs> four finalists, so to speak. Um, so that's going to be absolutely critical because, listen, once again, although it went quiet in the second half of the year off the pitch, which is a good thing, I think Jason DeVos's main job probably was to kind of calm things down, quieten things down. There's been no... I mean, I say this now, and who knows? There could be an article coming out of tsn.ca anytime now, you know, from the players ripping Canada soccer for something. It could happen. But it's gone pretty quiet there because earlier in the year, you're right, that was noisy. And you mentioned the the Jason DeVos uh, bankruptcy bomb that went off, which he, he later, even on our show, said, listen, I made a mistake there. Mm-hmm. Um, I shouldn't have used that. We're, we're not close to bankruptcy, but I'm just doing due diligence here seeing what are all the options, which is fair enough, I think. But that that was um, a, a big thing. And I'm kind of 
I'm with you with the World Cup and the preparation for both teams, you know, off the pitch, labor-wise, it wasn't great. But we do need to acknowledge also that, you know, Canada, they, they did decide not to have farewell games in Canada, right? That was the team's decision to get to Australia earlier. I think that, that wasn't spoken about very much, that they could have played games. There were stadiums available. There were fixtures available. They said, no, we'd rather go to Australia early, which, again, makes a lot of sense. Uh, so not to condone the bullshit off the pitch and how they've messed a lot of things up, but I think sometimes you need to acknowledge that as well. Um, that goes very quiet because they were hammered. The Canada soccer was hammered. Where are the farewell games? This is ridiculous. This is our team. This is Christine Sinclair. Maybe her last game's on Canadian soil. It turns out it, it wasn't, but we should mention that, I think. That that moment for me is, is snapped um, forever of Cincy coming out onto the training pitch with uh, – Sophie Schmidt's shirt on. And everyone else is wearing sync shirts. Did I thought say, that was brilliant. You said Cincy. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. Did I really? Yeah. But I went, I, I doubled down with sync afterwards. Did I say Cincy? <laughs> okay. You, did. you know what? Every time I say that, I'm going to, and you call me out on it, I'm going <laughs> to say one word Ancelotti. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's so, fair. So, okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. You're going to say, Bru- <laughs> you're going to say Bruschetta. <laughs> and also, can I mention, and we, we've mentioned this briefly in the previous pod, Steve Nash also called her Cincy. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Me and Stevie Nash. Hall of Fame. Solidarity. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But yeah, that Trying was a great moment as well. feel better. Yeah, I am. I am. <laughs> you know what, he's not you know a what it was? Just, he's not you know what it is with that whole thing? It's, it's okay making the odd mistake here and there, or you know. but I said it for fucking years, and no one called me on it. Until you. I'm actually surprised you guys asked me to join the pod since my first appearance, basically the first thing that I said was to correct you on <laughs> your pronunciation <laughs> of stinky. I barely even knew you back then as well. <laughs> it's a miracle I'm here, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, a, a moment for me in that World Cup was also the, the Casado goal against Germany. It was just ridiculous, that goal. And her whole story, I knew nothing about her, to be honest with you, before the tournament coming back from cancer, um, playing at every level of World Cup within a year, wasn't it? Or close to. Mm-hmm. It was just an amazing story, right? And, and just the talent that she had. And that goal, when she did that dipsy doodle in the box and just went far post, curled it in. Oh, my God. It was something really special. Mm. Um, I, I chose that as my moment of the World Cup as opposed to the Jenny Hermoso Rubiales kiss, which just, you know, pissed all over it, obviously. Um, I'm trying to be somewhat positive here. But they were kind of my my moments from that World Cup, which kind of highlighted the year, I think, in, in many ways in, in the football calendar. The Gold Cup didn't, certainly, that's for sure. Well, the other the other goal that stood out for me, and it wasn't the actual goal, it was that we got to talk about the goal on this podcast, was the vagina goal. That goal <laughs> still... The, 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 that led to a lot of good content. So you know what I'm about. I'm about content? media. Yeah. <laughs> I said so, content. Sorry, I, I mis- misheard you. I said Only since, fans content. I said Cincy. I said content. <laughs> I was trying to be vulgar there. Come on, I know you were. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, there was some going and hearing about Dubs's uh, experiences with exactly goal in her career. Yep. Yeah, Craig Everyone's never done runners. it. Yeah. <laughs> But Craig talked about making cock saves, didn't he? Did you ever make a cock save? Yeah. Mm -hmm. For sure. (laughs) I guess not. (laughs) We're waiting. Craig, we're waiting for you to jump in and say, no, I never made a cock save. Well, I made a few of them and a couple ball ones too. (laughs) (laughs) I remember distinctly you talking about the difference between getting it directly on the knob and then in the balls and then the different feeling. That's right. Yes. Thank you for that precise, you know, distinction. I that's, why, know. that's why I had a pause because I was just thinking about the different types of pain. Yeah, <laughs> I think you you, you, couldn't you see your hands admitted either. that the the knob end save was more painful than the ball save, didn't you? Yes. Well, not more, but it's different, and it's it is different. Yeah, it's it's pretty painful. I'm just trying. It's to get more ahead. of a stinging straightaway pain, right, as opposed to that lingering ball yeah. pain that comes. You know, it's coming. It could be five, yeah. six seconds away, but when it comes, it drops you. Oh, yeah. And then it's when like, you pee, the pain comes back again. So you're like yelling in the bathroom. Everybody thinks you're crazy, which is true. 
No, yeah, Craig, get, that, that, that would be the gonorrhea. <laughs> oh, we can only hope. <laughs> it's just gonorrhea. Yeah. Less painful. My favorite goal of that World Cup was Marta Cox's goal. I, just, I, thought, of, I thought of Cox, given the discussion that we're having. <laughs> Do you remember that free kick? Yes. Really early on in the game for Panama. You need to look it up. Anybody who doesn't know what I'm talking about, just Google it. Marta Cox. Uh, Martha, I think. Martha, Marta. Anyway. Oh, get it right. Marta, Martha. Sorry. Big difference, Dubs. Jesus <laughs> That's Christ. That's right. <laughs> professional. But she's from like 30 yards out and just smashes it. Mm. And uh, over the wall and it kind of moves, got some movement on it and it hits the top left corner. It's unbelievable. So Cox That was the goal it. of the tournament for me. Mm. Uh, actually, you know what? Let me ask you a little bit of trivia here, Dubs. Okay. Do you remember who the uh, the final the um where is it here? Can you remember me here? Um, blah, 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 blah. Okay, the awards for the women's World mm. Cup. Um, who won the Golden Boot? Who did win the Golden Boot? I think it was down to Miyazawa and who else? You don't need to find anyone else because she won it. Okay. Yeah. Phew. Yep. Yep. Crushed that Japan. Another. Miyazawa, um, who got the, the best player of the World Cup? Juan Mati. Yeah. Who got the best young player? Salma Paraluelo. Okay. And who won the best goalkeeper? Oh. Uh, she won oh. an award this week. Yeah. Mary Herbs. Sueri Mary, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Joey Button wasn't happy about her winning that at the World Cup. Yeah. Oh, him and his 100 for 100. The other year. What is with that dude? He's, he's off his kill list. He's the worst. Let's not well, talk about if, him. Well, I have to Fair because the, what he threw out was I would score 100 for 100, right? And mm-hmm. Craig on our dark web, Craig goes, no way. And so I'm just thinking there's 100 for 100. How good would you have to be as a penalty taker to score 100 for 100? That, that's almost impossible, isn't it? Just in general? Yeah, I would think yeah, I I, would I think, think that he'd have a hard time hitting the target 100 out of 100 times. Mm. Joey Barton would. I saw somebody um and I don't follow him mute him. I try not to get um I don't even want to be aware of the types of discussions he's having, but because of somebody I follow posted something related to that 100 out of 100, they said that for charity they should get some sponsors and for every save, they should donate X amount to like a women's charity uh, for every time he misses, like, you know, just put an amount on every single possibility and raise a bunch of money, but he would never do it. No, you know, he, he might though. He's just thirsting for the attention, right? He's right. Mr. Attention and, right now. And that's the problem. Think. I don't think you need, yeah. I mean, it's a great, I love that idea. If it was playful originally, but it doesn't come from a place of, of, you know, joviality. This is a place of like, there's some deep seated disdain here, I think. Oh yeah, like real real hatred. Yeah. 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 So I don't I think you're right. You don't give him the attention. Mm-hmm. Which Simple we just that. did. I apologize you for just did, yeah, and I, we should do that. <laughs> we should do that. Hundred for hundred. Yeah. Get a camera out. And uh I don't one know. of the things we'll yeah, say. There's no way do. we're gonna ever do this. It'd be it'd be hard to score on old Craig Foritz. It would even one. Yep. It's fucking huge. hmm I remember back in uh the early 2000, it might have been the 2002 World Cup, maybe 2000 Euro. We did that thing, you know, with the, the armchair fan situation where how do you possibly miss a net that that's big and a penalty, blah, blah, blah. So we were at TSN and TSN got one of their uh, employees, Corey O'Hanley, his name was, who I know very well, great friend. He, uh, he was, they brought the cameras out and he was going to take 10 penalties and see how many he could score. So he could strike the first one. He struck really well, went over the bars. I was like, oh, he struck it well enough. Like, if you can strike it well enough, you're going to score a fair few. Well, the next six go over the bar. Like, every single one of them, over the bar, over the bar, over the bar. We got to, like, ninth or tenth penalty, and I was trying to teach him to keep the ball down because he (laughs) can hit the target. (laughs) So did he score on you at all? Well, in the end, we let him score one. I told him, I said, I'm going to dive to the right. You hit it to my left. Like, so you can at least get one out of 10. And we, we had to like do 10 takes for that. <laughs> so he was really, he was one for 20. Oh, he just kept skying it over the bar, which he just did not keep it down. 
But you know what? <laughs> striking the ball, and I'm not talking about finessing it or doing anything, you know, really technical outside of your boot, but just striking through, whether it's with the inside of your foot or with your laces, is a skill that is underrated by the armchair fan. And you, know, you can see that, you know what, like the halftime stuff, and actually it should be said, Liga MX runs some hilarious halftime stuff with their fans. And it usually involves, you know, spinning around and then trying to put home a penalty at the end, right? And mm-hmm. people just can't strike a ball properly. It's and so my, my nephew, Ethan, is 23 now. And he's like, oh, I'm a big soccer guy. And he grew up, he played all kinds of sports, mostly played uh, hockey. And he was talking to me, he's like, I can't do any lifties, aim. I'm like, what are you talking about? It's like, I can't lift the ball. I'm like, so you're playing goalie in like garage soccer and your distribution is shite. And he's like, I can't get it off the ground. So I was like coaching him through it. I'm like, lock your ankle, strike the middle of the ball and lean your <laughs> trunk back. Like just those three things. Don't worry about it. And he's like, I got no foot talent. I was like, foot talent? Like, it, it killed me. I'm like, that is not soccer lingo. Nobody says foot talent. I said, but I'm, I might steal it. I might use it now. Foot talent. I'm kind of turned on right now. Right? I'm feeling a little aroused after foot that conversation. Fetish. <laughs> but it's just like golf, right? a golf swing, isn't it? It's that body head position. It makes all the difference in oh, the world. yeah. Well, speaking of foot talent. <laughs> oh, here's the, uh, the Mata Cox goal. But he had a bit of Craig's Wi Fi there, I think. Let's miss the actual strike. Here it is. Okay. Oh, beauty. It's a lovely one. It gets so high, right? I mean, get... Unstoppable. Unstoppable. And I think that, that we have, which is behind the net, <laughs> it doesn't give you, it doesn't really give you um, the distance. Like it, it makes it look like it's closer than it actually. <laughs> was and i think it was a good 30 yards out mm. yeah well you know the uh the clip that we showed of craig taking down the honduras player um had about twenty five thousand impressions on twitter but what was interesting um we stole that copyright and we were talking about who owns that copyright and richard scott who we spoke about earlier said well the rights holder right now is one soccer of that copyright because oh. it's Canada <laughs> soccer. Yeah. So I'm, we're waiting for our one soccer call. Saying, Take that clip down. <laughs> Maybe they should have us back. That's they wouldn't issue. dare. They Would wouldn't they? dare. Would Wander, they? take that clip down. I know a couple no. of other uh, no. networks that would demand it goes, gets taken down, but I don't think one soccer would. Yeah. Actually, I, how does it even work? Do they do they complain to to Twitter X or do they? How do they come to us directly? Twitter X. It's like Twitter's ex-boyfriend. It's their porn site. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Which it already is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I think they'll come to us directly. But Twitter, if, I mean, happens all the time with the Prem, right? You put Prem League. If we put a Prem League highlight up, we've That's that different. That's different. Flag straight away. Yeah, because they have, the uh, just so people understand, there's a pixel that uh, goes into the video and that's how it can be found on all of these platforms. So they're easily can, it just like if your pixel plays, it gets automatically taken down. It's an algorithm with the clip we showed, it was off of YouTube turned into a video clip. So it would have no pixel cause they didn't exist back then. And then we took it. So 
just telling one soccer, they'd have to call me, call me or Sharms or or mm-hmm. Dubs or JC because we're we've got me. the key. We've got the keys to Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Into our next negotiation. How about that? That's right. That's right. Hold it over their head. So we got some video. We might start playing. That's how we start our negotiation. Straight away. <laughs> a video video ransom. Yeah, if, exactly. That's the fully prime way to negotiate deals <laughs> with networks. Just become pricks off the hop. Straight away. <laughs> We show up late to the meeting to starters. Perfect. Great idea. Rolling then before they can even say hello. It's about the, uh, the pixel. <laughs> and the video. I, I also Shame wanted to say here. another um, another moment from this year that stands out to me is Jimmy Stye. <laughs> it was a huge part of the show. I <laughs> gave us run. so much material. God, God bless Jimmy Stye. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I mean, that that had a great run right through the one soccer run. Yeah. And it's still running. Yeah. Like literally, it's still running. <laughs> it's still there. Maybe that's where he is. Maybe he's going to get it removed. Ooh. That's right. He's going yeah. for some, some uh, Hopefully the coaching cause... course can sort this out. He's going to come back and he's going to be all, he's going to so. be all puffed. Right? He's going to come back from that coaching course with two styes for sure. <laughs> no, you're saying Dubs is saying he's coming back with like fully tucked, his ears pulled back. It's not his face; it's just the sty that will be tighter. Behind the sty, yes. The t- it'll just have it'll have a little tighter face. Just a little sty. The sty is wearing lipstick. He's got a little headband. <laughs> <laughs> With a beautiful V-neck, and then it's got yeah, a contract. It's It's got okay. a new contract. R- Ronda, the, the, the the wives of Beverly Hills. It's got a new contract. This time, Ronda Brownlee, you've got another task. She must hate did us. You go oh, for Christ's sake. Oh no, work did me you today. Did you see that great work that she did? That'll stand out. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, it was really incredible. Oh, yeah, like so within good. about an hour of the, the pod yeah. dropping, she did it. Yeah, amazing. Also, the, the the comparison picture of Craig. And that his uh, his yeah. his shirt, and then beside you, I guess lining up for an anthem or something, Dubs in in your Canadian gear, mm-hmm. and, and how massive the gear was, how massive the shorts were, but even the the shirt and how you had to tuck it in to your sports yeah, bra, I had it right? Tucked underneath my sports bra. It's ridiculous. Yeah, no, I was know. There, I saw that picture. Was there tape involved too, Dubs, or was that I just all sports so. bra on, on the shirt? No, no, like the- I thought you might have like. Tightened it with a tape underneath. You know how football guys or hockey guys they use tape sometimes to yeah. make their jersey tighter. Did you ever get into that zone? No. Okay. No, it was just all about the tuck. That's so. It dumb. was. It was yeah. beyond any tucking. That that it was. It, I was going to have a have a little bit of fun with it, but I felt so bad because it's like <laughs> the women had to put up with. They're wearing <sighs> men's gear, and I, I think it was Carlo Corazine, for men's player that you were wearing because he had a larger <laughs> ass, and I think that. <laughs> A giant shit locker. <laughs> yeah. His ass is wiping out his footprints. <laughs> no, but I mean it's I mean I understood that in that era, obviously you wore baggier shirts and, and shorts, but that yeah. was I mean, it must have been a size large and you're tiny, right? Well, I wasn't, wasn't tiny, but I think I, what I mentioned to Forrest is that it was big on me and I'm 5'8 and I was, you know, say my, my playing weight was closer to 140. So I was kind of not the biggest, but near that end of the spectrum. And then there were, there were girls that I played with on the team, like Izzy Morneau, Izzy Harvey, um, even, you know, lo- lots of other players who were really slim but really small in stature, you know, like five, three or five, four. Can you imagine D wearing that? Like that's, that picture is like 2001, I think. So that's, that's pre Diana, her Mm -hmm. era. But I mean, things didn't get much better soon after that. It still, it still took a while. So of course it's going to affect your performance. Well, Dubs has come a long way because I mean, look at the most recent world cup, you get beautiful new designer shirts. You know, the men didn't, did they? So, you know, you've, Oh my God. Turn the corner. Chime <laughs> in with that. That corner's right? been turned, Craig. That's, that's usually what Jimmy chimes in with. <laughs> the men don't fucking get it. Like, oh my god! Can you let us have this, please? 
No. 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 True, no. Equal, true equality means you don't get anything that we don't get. <laughs> yeah. Listen. Equal pay, equal shirts. Come on. Look, you're a woman on a, po- a male podcast and you're saying shit locker. Be happy where you're at. Be grateful, lady. <laughs> That's another thing, though, about this year is like joining this podcast, getting a chance to hang out with you guys and chat and commiserate um, is fabulous. And I thank you for it. But I also thank you for the opportunity to start the broadcast. That's been really fun. And it's a place where I not only can can talk more about, well, I mean, I obviously talk about women's issues here. <laughs> that doesn't stop me. But, you know, a place to really devote to, to women's football, which is important because there aren't a lot of there aren't a lot of places, not a lot of voices, lot of, not a lot of platforms in Canada to talk about women's soccer. We're kind so, of prolific, aren't we, Dubs? Mm. Yeah, fucking so, right. There you go. <laughs> hey, people, we're we're we we joke about it, but uh, we are kind of inclusive. Yeah, yeah. And so, so all the women out there, you know, you, you're welcome. <laughs> you <owe us laughs> a lot. Uh, all and the work you putting five is done. One of us is single, too, ladies. And uh, so, <laughs> if you want a progressive man with a long torso, he's right here for you, waiting. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, maybe you're already sick. You're, you're just uh, you're like you've muted your mic, but you're laughing hard. I just let yeah, I'm so, I didn't want anyone me. to hear me yeah. blowing my nose, but yeah, I was howling there. So yeah. people um, can't see this, but uh, Dubs has for her name today is doubled over, but uh-huh. I read it as dub bled over. over. Oh, <laughs> and it was like talking about women's issues once right. again. Here we go. You. You're one of those podcasts, isn't it? Again, yes. Jesus, keep it there yeah. long enough and it'll apply. Just, just keep it there. <laughs> <laughs> this month it's in a week and a half right your app says we do this probably so just much. in time we, for we, christmas <laughs> we, we've all you know done this pod so often that we've all synced our, our cycles anyway so we all know mm. exactly all right other moments of uh the year um craig do you have any more you can think of no yeah, i only gave you 24 hours notice so i understand why yeah, i've been super leaking it <laughs> And um, I'm not sure yeah. if it was this year, but I'll also just about the podcast was Jimmy uh, saying how many goals Holland was going to score last. <laughs> yes. I think that, I was like that. That was I think he stopped around thirteen, fourteen. He was going to yeah, say but that would have been two thousand twenty-two though. Well, I don't that. know if it was because it could have been because Holland was on a roll into Christmas, and then it could have been in the new year that we said, "Hey, how many do you think?" So. We'll have to look in the archives, but it's the definitely... did bleed over, so to speak. Yes, exactly. Year. It was, it yes. Well, you know, when he broke that, the Shearer, was it Shearer and Wright? Their record, right? That was a moment, wasn't it? He had 36 in the season in the end, which is incredible. But part of me was a little bit disappointed he didn't hit 40 or 50 because there was a time there early in the season where we're thinking, this guy could hit 50 goals, just did the 36, and it felt he could have done better. <laughs> How unfair is that? It's completely unfair. You become numb to it, right? You do. Your yeah. that bar keeps keeps uh, keeps getting lifted up, and you and your expectations do as well. And then when he doesn't score, you're like, "Come on, Holland, that's let's it. go." <laughs> yeah, Craig, as someone that's you know f- faced the best of the best in the Premier League, I mean, when you hear that a player scored thirty six goals in his first year, we should remember in the yeah. Premier League, his first year. I mean, you probably have a different perspective than than the rest of us who haven't actually faced. Premier League strikers. Well, yeah, I mean, it's amazing because, you know, facing the likes of Shear as many times as I did. And, you know, overall, I would say he's the best striker I've played against, I guess, in the Premier League, although there was other ones, uh, um, brilliant players, Viali, Zola, I played against and played with. And um, fantastic strikers. Klinsman was in there. He's, he scored against me. Andy Cole. I mean, everybody scored against me, really. <laughs> <laughs> Beckham. You were there for a, you were there for a long time, yeah. a very long time. You made Beckham a man. <laughs> yes, yeah. did. That, that, there's a moment. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. There, Craig there, Forrest, there golden balls or singular. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> golden yeah, ball. Made Beckham a man. There is that. That's, that should be my highlight of the year, right there. That's for sure. It is. I was going to say you're going to be a you're going to be a Bond villain. Yeah. Golden ball. <laughs> it's got the cat. That's right. <laughs> He's got two cats. Two cats, yeah. yeah. 
Um, we should, for those <laughs> that didn't practice. hear that podcast, we were talking about the Beckham documentary series, which was just fantastic. Um, and uh, I forget, what was it? So so you considered a goal to Beckham. What one was it, Craig? That And then Posh said that was the making of... There was a David. moment that David turned into a man, went from a boy to a man. Right. And why was that again? Was it post-98 World Cup? Was that what it was? It was, yeah. Right, right. And all the abuse he'd been taking, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, so Craig, uh, the Beckhams owe a lot to Craig Forrest. A lot. And one day they'll reward him, I'm sure. That's a good moment <laughs> then. That's a good moment. A uh, actually, you know, speaking of uh, Beckham, when the emotion that he was showing when Messi was unveiled in Miami, that really stood out to me as well. That whole announcement was just really something that was quite powerful, seeing Messi coming over to North America and just what it took that organization to get him and to look on Beckham's face. And then a week later, Beckham, uh, Mackie, Messi makes his debut and true to form, dying embers of the game, a dead ball from outside the box and boom, he scores to beat Cruz, Cruz Azul. Was it a win or a draw? I forget now. Regardless, it was an incredible moment, right? And, and Messi once again becoming the face of football. What? Just a few months after he was the face of football at the World Cup and everyone had written him off but prior to that. The old League's Cup. Way to go. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Well, I thought you were asking you go, you, when you were talking about him, I thought you were going to go. And going into our dark web, Craig had some choice words about the League's Cup and Messi in Miami. What did you say, Craig? You could share this. Like you were saying, if Miami doesn't build their squad, Miami will, because you were talking about TFC should have been re- relegated the last three seasons but I'll let you go on about Miami. Well, if they don't improve themselves defensively, they're, they might make the playoffs. I think they would, but I, I don't think they're going to be absolutely brilliant. Looks like Suarez is on his way to Miami, which is interesting. I was just going to say, yeah. But they they got to shore up the defensive side of things. They just leak way too many goals. Yeah, but that couldn't have gone any better for MLS. Right, the way that they structured that that contract for Messi in order to get him over, I think everybody thought he was going to end up in Saudi Arabia. I certainly did, so I was I was really pleased to see him come to MLS, mm-hmm. um, and that's been that's been huge for the league. Um, and then, yeah, but then I think it's up to MLS now, and and USSF has said now that they are are not going to let them pull out of the U.S. Open Cup. Um, obviously stemming from a hard listen they took to our pod the other day and really took mm-hmm. our advice to heart, right? Yep. Um, you know, and then what it means for for the development and what they're going to do to further the game because that is why MLS was started. And we've talked about how Canadians get pushed out of MLS in terms of development or seeing players on after careers and moving them on to front office positions or technical staff and things like that. It's very insular in a way. Um, in the way that they promote Americans. And so this, to me, is is a way where they can reconcile growing the game, making it more global, especially their brand. When you look at Inter-Miami, that is what they're focused on. Yeah, Forrest, they need to shore up their defense. But mm. that is an afterthought. They're thinking about their brand first and foremost. But I think MLS is very much on that path. And now it's about reconciling development, um, what it means for their grassroots, what it means for their pipeline, and also what it means for the the global growth. Of, of MLS as a brand, not just Inter-Miami. 100%. It's exciting times and Messi will be coming to Toronto <laughs> on the last day of the season decision day. Right. Or right. A few days before he goes off for a World Cup qualifier for Argentina. Well, you never know. Maybe they've been clinging on and fighting and there's been issues defensively and they've got to win that game to make the playoffs. It's a huge game. Maybe. Unlikely. He's not coming to Toronto. Mm. He isn't. And uh, he's Montreal, going to though, Montreal. May 11th. Again, though, international window Montreal. then as well, right? Is there? I, I don't no, think there not. is. No, it's not. No, not you're fucking you. with me. I was like, there's no window there, James. <laughs> use my name. How offensive. How dare you use my <laughs> name? James. Um, another, moment, another moment is, and I know this is a weird one, might not be a weird one, but it's just even the interview with uh, Players Only Voice for John Herdman where he spoke about not not going to the world cup or and his and his sister's passing and that stay, sticks out to me because it's a big 
it hits all the things that we always want to talk about mental health how how people bounce back from things navigating life and uh it was i think it's a big moment and that john has this opportunity at tfc is really hopefully going to be a good thing for not only the city tfc and mls but for john herdman himself and his healing Mm. right and grieving Herbman, Herbman dominated several moments this year. Jesus Christ, he did. Yeah. It started off early in the year when I woke up and Twitter Jesus is a Christ. frenzy over New Zealand. <laughs> right? Three more days the, longer. Three more okay. days. <laughs> Sorry. The New Zealand rumor jumping yes. out right. across the media world, right? Like, what has happened in there? And they're pouring water all over that. We had Nick Bontis on our show denying it and yada, yada, yada. It did mm-hmm. happen. My hair is um, still and, blown and the, back from that interview. You're on the fan fest. <laughs> My um, God. Herman then, and then a few months later, Herman, he, he quits Canada soccer. He joins TFC and then the interview. I mean, for, for a coach that didn't coach that much this year, overall, I mean, okay, Gold Cup, uh, Nations League round one, you know, back early in the year, uh, which didn't turn out too well. He certainly... Uh, bossed the Canadian soccer narrative, didn't he, in, in many ways. Mm-hmm. And we'll continue to, I think, next year. Fascinating year next year. I mean, I didn't put any moments for TFC because there weren't any good moments. Uh, even Montreal, we thought they had dubs. It was going so well there for much mm-hmm. of the season. Didn't end so well. Vancouver was the one that flew the flag so well for Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, didn't have a deep run in the playoffs. But, but their coach did, losing his shit. Team. That was the a coach moment. losing her shit. That was a moment. That's right. Suspended for six games, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Exactly. Yep. Finding that official face down in False Creek. Not good, Fanny. Don't probably don't want to be saying that out loud. Save that for the dark. Save that for the dark web. <laughs> the, the white caps dark web. Yeah. That's right. But no, CF Montreal, there should be an announcement um, imminently. I don't have any inside mm-hmm. stuff, but there's been stuff on on socials that reporters have uh, have posted about. Um, so hopefully today, they said it would be before Christmas. So today would be the day. But another moment, um, you know, not to to drag this out, but for TFC is Michael Bradley retiring. I yep. think in, in in a season that was by and large massively dis- disappointing um, and a huge letdown, I think that was a bright spot that they honored him. Re- but I mean, then he leaves and joins his dad coaching, right? Is it in Norway? Yeah, it didn't work out. Got no, really but they're going to... They're going to hang on, I think, even in the second tier out there. You know, I think in, in many ways, though, I mean, Michael Bradley retiring was a sad, wasn't, wasn't, you know, it was a moment for sure. Mm-hmm. But the way it happened wasn't the way anyone foresaw it, right? In this poisonous room where there's clearly massive disharmony, where he, he had to see his dad or, or get forced out by high paid players. He missed much of the season and then says, fuck this, I've just had enough. He retires, and yeah, yeah. they wanted him. They wanted him. The, the fans did. I get all that, but it should have been more because I mean, he became the face of that team, that club. He is the face of that club, even in many ways today, right? He was the guy behind that championship. He provided the identity that that team was lacking for so many years, and uh, now he's just gone. Bye. See ya. Thanks for the memories. It's, it's kind of sad, actually. It went that way. Yeah, that's true. We we did have Jamo at the press conference, though. The series of memes that emerged from that. That just... might be the highlight of the year for me. J-Mo is becoming viral. <laughs> it was incredible. Don't tell his girlfriend. <laughs> He's viral. <That's> <laughs> Not that kind of viral, okay? I'm Goddard, is <laughs> rearing its ugly head again. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm this is on rearing. rearing. I thought it was on head. <laughs> That Fair. was great, though. But again, that was a statement. I think that press conference that no one knew about because they didn't invite everyone. End of season press conference and the delay ridiculous. before it happened. The delay, and oh. then I think three guys were there in the end. Three okay, well, we have to talk about. Invited. We Joke. have to talk about a little bit of this too, Charms. At one point, all of us were on the TFC mailing list. At one point, like I used to get TFC. Hey, announcements! We're doing a presser. All this, and then all of a sudden crickets hey when's this really? press conference when's this happening i'm on Maybe it still. no i'm on yeah it but you didn't get an email no but i wasn't invited to the press conference <laughs> and i actually emailed them to ask why and i'm still waiting to hear why mm. no <laughs> well, maybe, maybe we have to patch up that relationship 
Maybe that's a relationship because maybe that's yeah, when- relationship building. That's, that's our yes. new 2024. That's, that's, right. that's, that's it. That's our new year's resolution <laughs> building bridges and building bridges. relationships in Toronto FC. Yep. So maybe we're going to tell another journalist who's named James Sharman and they can only have one, like in The Simpsons, where it's like no homers allowed. <laughs> they can, yeah. You can only have one James Sharman. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 only because they, they know my reputation in the press box is immaculate, unlike the rest of you. Well, you were talking about. I think you meant to say dickish. (laughs) (laughs) You were talking about uh, building bridges. My favorite Simpsons is when he quits and burns the bridge. (laughs) <laughs> and, has, and and then has to reapply to the nuclear power plant and it has to crawl under the su- it's not applicant but supplicant and they have a sign he has to crawl his fat ass under a to go get his job back so one of my favorite scenes <laughs> um we have to get to footy picks because we have things to do after oh, this podcast yeah. for the podcast but also some of us have to get out as well and it's been 50 minutes so we should probably get moving on so we get to some uh, some footy picks Yes. Are you ready? No, it's it's so not quite the same like DJ Jimmy here, like he's dancing. It's quite heavy. Oh, yeah, he's always so active right now. Holiday edition. Brought to you by TonyBet.ca. Happy All right, so TonyBet.ca. All right, so. um. Don't go to me first. Okay, well, let me just start with our supporters. They have. Provided us with their their bet. Let me read actually what they they said to us. Uh, where is it? <clears throat> so they submitted the bets and they said uh, we channeled Goldilocks this week. The first parlay we came up with had a dismal payout. Second was a little too unlikely, so we landed on one that seems just right. They have Wrexham with the win mm-hmm. against Newport County. They have Liverpool Arsenal draw, and they have Leicester beating Rotherham. Five dollars pays thirty bucks. That is our our uh, supporters club's TonyBet.ca parlay of the week in footy picks. Okay, to us. Okay, Craig, let's start with you. Where would you like to go? I like that Wrexham result against Newport. Yeah. Okay. To League Two, where is Wrexham by the way in the table? They're doing pretty well. well. They're up there. Yeah. Yeah, they're doing all right. I'm down to the last episode of the second season. Haven't mm. watched it yet. I haven't even Wait, started. You're thoroughly enjoying it, it's, it's, right? It's really, really good. Mm. Yeah, it, it gathers pace. Starts somewhat slowish, but but beautiful life stories showing the the soul of the club. But yeah, it's it's really very very good. We should um, do that for Footy Prime, where we break down where everybody was before Footy Prime, how it all happened, no, the this- origin story. We were all doing so much better. That's the problem. <laughs> That's the Third point. All fall apart. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're good. Life, was, life was good. Things are working out for us. What's the opposite of inspire? That's what we're going to do. Perspire. <laughs> perspire. <laughs> we were... <laughs> yeah, I no, I know. <laughs> Sweaty <funny>. armpits. <laughs> all right. So we've got Rexham. Yeah. Craig, thank you very much. Uh, Wonger. I'm going with today's match. If anyone's listening on Friday, um, we're going to go Villa over Sheffield United. Damn you, Steve Chang. Yes, Steve Chung. (laughs) (laughs) It's my other other guy. (laughs) Good one, Wong. I like that one. Thank you. AC, what are you thinking? Well, I I mean, I don't want to get too crazy here. Uh, Yeah, you do. Well, I'm going to go, I mean... As much as I don't want to bet on the the underdog, I'm gonna go. I gotta go Newcastle over Luton. Okay, <laughs> I, th- I think they're due. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yeah, I think it's a good one. Where are the odds for that one? Okay, Newcastle playing mine, actually minus one fifty two. Yep, mm, Luton. They're on the road there. So it's not so bad actually. And Luton's captain, Luton came out saying he seems to have stabilized. Correct. Tom Lockyer. Yeah, he's been sent home. He's gone home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. It's great. Good news. Dubs, are you ready now? <laughs> no, because the two options oh just got taken. Jesus. What's with the, uh, th- there's no women's league no. games because they're off for about three months, right? <laughs> yeah. Picking up the league until in, the end of January. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. That's going to be know. a massive game, Liverpool against Arsenal. There's no way I'm 
betting Doesn't on touch that. Horror. Touch that really? No chance. I was thinking the draw would be fun for that one. It'd be terrible for a Liverpool fan. <laughs> I know. At, at this point, given the injuries and where they're, the way they're playing, I would actually take a draw right now. Mm. And now mm-hmm. that your Gakpo finally came through. Like, if he gets into that zone, he scored on uh, in the uh, uh, Carabao Cup, right, on uh, Thursday. Quite yeah, they funny. smashed the oh, yeah. West Ham. Five one, West- smashed them. Yeah, West, West Ham. Given oh, up on embarrassment. life. It oh really was God. embarrassing. Terrible. Limp, limp hammers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll take my bet now then. There's something called the uh, simulated reality league. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. In the is Prem. <clears throat> I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm trying to find a real... Oh, my God. The odds aren't great, though. <laughs> the best odds you can get here. Favorites, like, minus 170. It's not... Oh, and it's on the road too. Does this road form differ in the simulated reality league? (laughs) This is just reminding me of the scene in Demolition Man when Sandra Bullock and Sly Stallone have simulated reality sex. Do you you guys remember that? No. Oh, well, now revisit Demolition Man for over the holidays. (laughs) Oh, it's quite a a good movie. Demolition (laughs) Man, a holiday film. Yes, because uh, Wesley Snipes in true form, like while he was, and also uh, a cameo by Dennis Leary. So if anyone wants to Venice Demolition Man, that's Wonger's Tony Bet pick of the week. (laughs) All right, I'm going to go. I'm going to I'm going to go with Newcastle to beat Luton in the simulated reality league. Oh, fun! Minus one seventy. I don't understand. Can you explain this to me? No, I, I have no idea, Dubs. I imagine a computer. Sticks all the uh, the season stats into into its brain, and then spits out a most likely scenario. Yeah. Or is it like the dog at the top of the stairs that's pushing the balls down the stairs, and then if it lands in a Newcastle yeah. bin, it's Newcastle. It could if it be lands that. In a Luton bin, it's Luton. Or the octopus. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's something Footy Prize should do. What, the ball thing. No Get ball. An that's, I mean, it's something we won't do, but it's something we should no, do. No, it's something we should do. Yeah, yeah. Yes. All right, come on, Gubs. Give us a freaking okay, one game. All like, right. To choose from. Yeah, well, Fulham's been scoring lots of goals, and they're at Craven Cottage, so I'm going to go with Fulham over Burnley. Uh, that's a good pick, Gubs. I like that one. That's in the proper, not the simulated, right? Yes. <laughs> Real <laughs> life league. <laughs> okay, good. Um, so we have, let me see this, me, my, my bets. My bet slip. Okay, so here we go. So, decent odds for this one. Plus 685, so $5 will win us $39. Mm. I like that. All comes through. Mm. I'm going to place that bet. Thank you, TonyBet.ca. Bet is placed. Instead of a sprinkle, we can do a holiday jingle. <laughs> holiday jingle. But not like jingle. this. We, we also it's have to mention, though. <laughs> this is a, I, you said we want to end on a high. I just went, oh God, I don't know if I can. Well, when I re- read about the Vancouver Whitecaps getting having to play at Starlight Stadium because um, there's a home and garden show in yeah. the place where they could We're probably a nation. <laughs> We're a soccer nation. So yeah. It, on a joke level, I think it actually plays out uh, as mm-hmm. half cup. I mean, cup half full but i just wanted to bring that up it was kind of great who are they yeah. playing who's their opponent tigris the... i think is yeah it's a, it's a mexican squad isn't it no anyway remember. whoever their opponent is they floated the white caps did swapping fixtures oh um so that then they would have bc place available but i mean i would also refuse right mm-hmm. <laughs> like fuck you guys Go um, play well, I think Island. when it was mentioned to finish on a high i think what was actually said was let's finish high oh so we're all gonna take a gummy or a uh, everyone get your needle out roll a blunt (laughs) all that yeah yeah okay listen we should go because i do have to jump and we've got to do something here uh but that's it that's our last show before christmas everyone have a wonderful wonderful christmas weekend enjoy the turkey drink too much get in a fight with the family everything you do the christmas season so until the next time Cheers for listening. Oh, footballtv.com slash Freddy Prime. Sign up. Lots of games this weekend. Obviously, oh, Christmas yeah. season. Games, 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 games. 
Boxing Day's amazing. Fubo, 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 Fubo. Fubo, Fubo. We did it. Fubo.tv. No, Fubo.com or FuboTV.com even. Yeah. Slash Funny Prime. That's the one. And thank you to everybody who listens. Thanks for letting us be a part of your lives in some way. Right? Well, not everyone. You're such a sucker. People who listen. Yeah, but there are some I think I'm always amazed that people listen to us. I really am. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you for listening to us. It's stunning. Honestly, all joking aside, it is stunning. But we, we, yeah, we love you all. Thank you so much. Because without you, we would never see each other. (laughs) (laughs) We would have absolutely nothing. (laughs) (laughs) A big fat zero. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We'll see you uh, at some point next week before the new year. And so, yeah, please let us know your moments of the year. Everyone, please jump on. We'll do a thread on Footy Prime's uh, Twitter feed. And uh, give us your moments from anything at all. And that will power our show. That means that I don't need to prepare a show. <laughs> so I would really appreciate it personally. Okay? So until then, cheers for listening and keep buying newspapers. This episode of Footy Prime has been brought to you by Fubo TV and by Tony Beck. Make sure to subscribe to Footy Prime wherever you get your podcasts. And follow us on Twitter at Footy underscore Prime and on Instagram at Footy Prime IG. Cheers to Jimmy's holiday style. Good. Done. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.